Welcome to It's All Due Respect. This is Chef, and as always, when listening to our podcast, uh, be sure to tell people you like our podcast. I haven't seen any comments lately. It's been a few months, so show your love on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Spotify, just subscribe, mash the subscribe button uh, for Anchor. Give us some money on Anchor, man. You know, we're here. Hey, what, what's the difference between mash and press? I always like mash. I'm team mash. <laughs> I like mashed potatoes. I don't like no pressed potatoes. So, you know, it's all What's about the difference mash. between mashed and creamed? Creamed? <laughs> creamed is like after you've done um, fucking or something. Oh, oh, okay. I see what type of podcast we about to have. All right. All right. <laughs> so this is episode 166. Gentlemen. Whoa, with the white voice. What up? 5,000 outside Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. I want you to love me, too. I know niggas don't want to talk about how they doing, but I want to, I want to say something real quick. I just want to I just want to Fuck. I want to hear something from my because y'all my friends. So I had a conversation with my boss the other day, and she was like, you know, chef, you've been really killing on this project. You know what I'm saying? Like you've been really doing the damn thing. Just wanted to talk about. I'm um, just have some coaching for you, and I was like, "Fuck!" So you know, I was like, "Okay, cool." What, what is it? Is this she, like your actual boss or your wife? This is my boss. Okay. My boss, my boss at work is also a black woman, so um, it, it it all it all carries over. But um, she was like, "Have you ever considered Toastmasters?" And I was like, "Toastmasters? You mean like the like the speaking group, like speech group?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah. I think you need to work on your communication." I was like, "My communication, what <laughs> like like public speaking?" And she said, "Yes, I think there's an opportunity." Uh, for you to improve your public speaking. She said you're trash, Opportunity. Bro. She said you're Opportunity trash, Opportunity is always bad. That's a buzzword. Opportunity. So I was like, oh, this motherfucker thinks I can't talk. So I was like trying to think about it. And I was like, you know what? Let me, um, you know, got to be open to criticism. I mean, that's a sign of, of growth. So I, I went to my wife. I was like, you know, what, what do you think? She's like, well, you say um a lot. You say a lot of ums and likes. And I was like, I do I do? So I wanted to come back to to you all as as friends and and get your feedback in terms of how I can improve my my speech. But um and likes I aren't do. reasons to go to Toastmasters though. Most people use ums and likes. That's not that's not yeah. really a big of a deal. Now if you like was uh, stammering and hemming and hawing and shit like that, okay mm-hmm. then maybe go to Toastmasters. But most jokers can't speak. Especially with um, you, you do be struggling with the intro sometimes. All the time. I do be struggling with the intro sometimes. So, and it's true. You're right. And that's why I was like, I'm you know, I can get. Shit I, well, I mean, it's kind of true, and and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be receptive, but I'm also trying to be mindful of what I'm saying and how I say it now. So, uh, I was just basically saying that to say, you know, if y'all hear anything, or if there's something that. That is lacking, and even our listeners, you know. Oh, you talking y'all. about us specifically? I thought you were yeah. talking to the listeners. I'm talking to y'all and the listeners. So, oh it's like, man, feel free to call me out. Oh, it's if, so much. If you talk to, as so long as much. it's professional, if you talk to other business people or customers the way that you talk to us, I don't see an issue. I don't know how you sound when you get into a professional setting and start to like go through scripts and shit. So I can't really, I can't yeah. really make that assessment. But if you talk yeah. to them the way that you talk to us, I don't think it's a big deal when you got to go to Toastmasters and shit. 
And I was about to say too, isn't Toastmasters like don't you have to pay a fee or something? Uh, shit, I don't know. I like the first thing I was gonna do was I was gonna take some learn LinkedIn learning courses. <laughs> like I, I mean, I'm trying to take the shit serious, but I don't even. I mean, I knew what Toastmasters was like. You're supposed to like raise a class and give a speech and shit. And I mean, I know you had to pay for that though. I thought that shit type of shit would be free. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you might want to check with Captain Ev. He's a Toastmasters alumni. <laughs> Um, but two things. One is if there is a fee involved or whatever. Like I don't necessarily care for the fact that she's uh, advocating a third party situation to try to rectify this. Like it seems like the company is speaking to customers or facilitating meetings or whatever is like kind of part of the job that you would have some in-house training. So, like, I got to work all day at this motherfucker and leave here and go to Toastmaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like that part. And then the other part is, <clears throat> um, kind of segueing, but it's related. I had a presentation last week uh, with a customer. And there were four or five people from my team on the call. And I was going to be the last person to present. And we had already, like, mapped it out and walk through who's going to talk about what and how much time everybody had and what slides you would present. And it was cool. So this one dude who presented immediately before me got like wrapped the fuck around the axle on something to the point where when he finally did hand it off to me, he was like, well, that was my 15 minutes that took 30 minutes. Like he, he totally fucking blew the shit. So now I got like, 12 minutes total to present my stuff but then I also want the sales guy to come back at the end to kind of tie it all off and it was one other thing that he needed to discuss as far as a conference we have coming up so all that to say um, because this is an African American woman I would hope that she has your best interests in mind you should take it seriously but the problem that I have is that this sales guy I had noticed, like, leading up to this, he kept, like, wanting, oh, do you feel comfortable with this? I, I mean, are you sure? That, uh, I didn't I didn't really understand that. I mean, he's kind of a doom and gloom, glass half empty kind of guy, whatever. But after watching dude stumble and stammer, then I got to not only clean up your shit, but then also present my shit and half of the time. Like, he put me in a very bad spot. So it's like, direct all your fucking coaching and one-on-one and prep and checking and shit to the motherfucker that needs the extra coaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a problem for me. So, um, you know, maybe she has bigger things in mind for you and feels like that could, you know, maybe she wants you more customer-facing or whatever. So I wouldn't necessarily take it in a bad way. Because ideally, by her being a black woman, she would have your best interest in mind. And it is constructive criticism. But um, like like I'm saying, if you got to go outside to get Toastmasters and potentially have to pay for it, I would be like, hey, do we have some internal shit? Or are you going to reimburse me? Or like, what's up? Yeah. And that, and she, she said that. She said that, you know, I could get reimbursed for shit. Like, I'm not worried about, like, having to pay shit or getting the money back. It was more about... Like if if niggas notice something, you know, let me know because I'm trying to be a lot more mindful about it. And we do a podcast where we talk for like a few hours 
So I need to be. I just want to make sure I'm on my P's and Q's on this shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of re, trying to refocus my energy because I took what she said. Like I was mad for like maybe 30 seconds, but then I was like, nah, she's probably right. So, and then I confirmed with my wife, and she's like, nah, she's probably right. So, I'm not gonna. I'm t- I'm taking it as an opportunity like to improve myself, and also it's like they trying to get me ready to get promoted, and they be like, you know that nigga can't talk. Like you gonna put this prop this nigga up in front of body and sound stupid as fuck. So I mean, I, I've been thinking about that too. Yeah, but it, I mean, there's things you can do on your own to facilitate that, like presenting in the mirror. Um, I might have some materials from. Hey, boy, this sounds like some shit y'all should have talked about. Oh, <clears throat> oh my bad. <laughs> what I was actually trying to do was absolve y'all from having to say how y'all was doing, but go ahead. I'm sorry. It's all right. I, 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 I don't want to lull the motherfucking listeners to sleep because <laughs> this nigga's talking about it. It might be niggas like to know about what's going yeah, on with us. God damn. Uh, yeah, you IT niggas are boring. <laughs> my yeah. thousand was very helpful, though. I appreciate you, man. For sure. Anybody say anything else? You know, let me know. Oh. But yeah, we don't. We don't. I was also trying to um, keep niggas from at, um, saying how they doing because I know y'all hate it. So I would hate it. I might have had some great. Shit oh, to say, how you but been? Not. How you been? You walked all over it. Might as well start with the first topic now. So man, <laughs> go ahead. Well, all right. Well, speaking if anybody of still something, listening, they're listening. They love this podcast. Um, and, and they love hearing my failures. So um, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels, man. Like. First and foremost, so last week on Cinco de Mayo of all days, um, it was reported early in the day on Twitter that uh, Kevin Samuels had passed. Now, this sounded like a rumor because you know how Twitter loves killing niggas, but <clears throat> over time, it started to um, pick up steam. Saw niggas on Twitter saying, my cousin saw his body. Um, I was like, oh, my, my, um, my baby mama lived in that apartment. So it kept on spreading like wildfire, and eventually it came to a head that um, he he passed. I think Revolt was the first uh, recognizable outlet that said he passed, but apparently he died of a heart attack. Um, he, was, he spent the evening with the young lady. Um, I guess they made love. The rumor was he was on Viagra and Red Bull, and it um, caused an arrhythmia, uh, and he passed. So rest in peace to him. Uh, died at the age of 57, like a pretty, fairly young man. Um, seemed like he had a lot of stuff going on. He was definitely controversial um, in terms of his um, point of view on relationships. But um, yeah, uh, rest in peace. What, what are your What are your thoughts on his his legacy? On his legacy, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, like, I mean, like not not a lot on his legacy, um, but I mean, I, w- I was saddened saddened by the news. Um, ironically, using the word ironically correctly, um, a f- week before uh, his passing, I was actually painting a bedroom, right. And when I'm painting a bedroom, usually I listen to like R&B. <clears throat> when I paint, I listen to R&B, right? Uh, not like I paint hella bedrooms. I'm just saying when I'm painting shit in my house. Um, but for whatever reason, uh, I couldn't find my speaker, and I had my phone, and I was on Instagram, and it was like Kevin Kevin Samuels is doing a live, 
and I've never listened to it like alive. I've never really listened to him longer than I guess clips or whatever. So I was like, you know what, let me just put it on. This is like white noise in the background. And it was a lady just talking to him about um, you know, what she was looking for in a man. The usual Kevin Samuel shit, like, you know, I want a nigga to make six figures and he asked her like, well, you know, how many kids you have, blah 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 blah. The usual, right? Um and 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 that whole time like he never was disrespectful to the woman right he he just asked straightforward questions asked her questions she would answer you know just back and forth whatever and again to me it was just background noise i just listened to it i didn't have any wild take or like oh he did his thing or he didn't do his thing or he's crazy or nothing like that it was just in the background so then uh cinco de mayo when i heard it again it was just a whole bunch of, you know, different t- Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah. Did you hear Kevin Samuels died? I was like, damn, I just listened to it, to him like last week. And, you know, I was kind of waiting for TMZ to say something. You know what I'm saying? Like I looked on TMZ. I didn't see shit. I, I don't even know if TMZ ever reported. So I asked somebody, I was like, well, if Kevin Samuels died, do you think he's big enough where TMZ would report it? Because usually they're the right now which is crazy to go to to see if like somebody's really dead and i never heard where tmz was like yeah that nigga was dead you know what i'm saying um but it got confirmed later on that day like way later on that day by the time i drank seven margaritas and 27 talk eight 27 tacos um but yeah man it's just really sad um i will probably talk more into like the rhetoric that was said about him afterwards but um after his death i was just surprised about not surprised let me take that back um i was taken aback by how many women were just like yeah this nigga hated black women like no nah, that that nigga never specified like a black woman ever in life and i, I saw where that just <clears throat> became like a talking point like the nigga didn't fuck with underachievers. That was men, women alike, or whatever. And of of course, like he would do some salacious shit. And I'm not here to like be like this nigga was a great nigga, but I just didn't fuck with like false narratives. And that's what anybody like the nigga never got on and said I hate black women or black women are lesser than or blah 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 blah. Like his whole thing was like trying to keep the black black family together and try to figure out what's going on with like just black people in general while we while we can't stay together so that i was just disappointed on how people were acting towards a black man who died at 57 yeah um i wasn't sad i mean i really don't give a fuck if he died um i don't know that nigga you know what i'm saying like i think i try to be pretty consistent throughout the show no matter what celebrity it is, musician, R. Kelly, ball player, like, I don't know these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've never, like, kicked it and drank liquor. Like, I'm not sad when these motherfuckers die. You know what I'm saying? Unless I, like, listen to them for a decade and shit, like, I really don't care. I didn't listen to Kevin Samuels. I didn't listen to his podcast. I listened to clips. He's my frat brother. I still don't give a fuck. Like, I just don't have any emotional ties to Kevin Samuels to care. But I think it sucks for anybody to die that early, you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't die in your 50s, especially as black men, you know what I'm saying? Health issues and all of that type of stuff. I mean, that makes you like, oh, shit. 
it reminds you of your own mortality. I mean, that's really the takeaway I have from it. But, like, I'm not sad that Kevin fucking Samuels died. But, I mean, much like J.J., I am taken aback at all the backlash from the the community of women talking about how he hated black women. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, now, he talked greasy to a couple of women. and He asked tough questions and very direct questions. But if Kevin Samuels is the bar for hating black women then black women damn sure hate black men because we listen to way worse shit every morning when we turn on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, we got rap songs that y'all love to say broke niggas don't deserve pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like chants and shit. But that's not degrading to men. We don't give a fuck. I mean, it is what the fuck it is. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Um, We got songs about women robbing niggas. We, I mean, we got all type of shit that we see every fucking morning that is above the bar of what Kevin Samuels did. Kevin Samuels never said that women were less than. He never said that women don't deserve better than what they currently have now. He actually spoke a couple of times about about feminism. You know, like, hey, feminism is good. Y'all go get y'all shit. But he wasn't afraid to call women out on their bullshit. And if a man calling you out on your bullshit, if you take offense to that, well, then you're probably the person that needs to be called out on their bullshit. Yeah, um, I was... Uh... <clears throat> I don't know if indifferent is the correct word to use, but it was just like, okay, you know, he passed away. That is unfortunate, especially at uh, his younger age. And I happened to see a meme today that says uh, women always want men to communicate until he starts telling you about yourself. And so I think that's kind of the issue with Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels was not pulling up on people, knocking on the door like uh, Publishers Clearinghouse talking shit to people. They were calling in. And anybody after the first person kind of should have known what to expect. So um, he was also an equal opportunist. He went in on men just the same. Um, maybe if I can find it, I'll post a uh, clip of the dude that he went in on. Uh, me and my homeboys laughing about that the other day. But um, he was controversial. He was a shock jock to a point, no different than Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, and others. Like It wasn't really a big deal. I think he was kind of the first of his kind because off the top of my head, I can't think of another black shock jock that was addressing relationship issues and stuff. So he was kind of a unicorn and a pioneer in that sense. And so it caught a lot of people by surprise, but I didn't really know people felt so serious about it. Like I thought a lot of people found humor in it based on the commentary on social media. And, you know, then it shifted to something else like, Oh, he hates black women, which I never, I never gathered that from his comments either. But um, you know, it was unfortunate, but you know, I, I don't think nobody's gonna declare a Kevin Samuels Day or nothing like that. So, uh, you know, rest in peace and best wishes to his family. Most of the time, it's women calling in. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it was always graphic. right. It was always women calling. But what's before you get into it? I think the problem is is that the niggas who do hate black women. Start calling this nigga the godfather. So all the niggas who ain't shit, right? All the eight shit niggas who hate women and especially niggas who hate black women, they were basically like lifting this niggas up, li- lifting this nigga up on his shoulders. So like, 
I mean, I get it. Like, a lot of the niggas who, like, hated black women would take those little salacious clips or whatever and, like, just champion that shit to the end. Like, oh, you got three kids. That means you don't deserve a nigga with blah, 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 blah. They would use those clips as ammo. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can interchange clips. You know what I'm saying? Just, and I understand why maybe some people got that, um, got that that feeling from him just because of the niggas, those type of niggas who were like just backing that nigga so hard. Yeah, I, um, <coughs> I, I mean, I agree with what everybody said. The issue, the biggest issue I had was because I think when people die, like I don't. I don't know these celebrities to what's point when they pass away, but I do think it's sad when a, a black man dies early because that tends to be the case. So I guess you make a lot of times people make death personal because because you think about your own mortality, obviously. But I, I think it and I think that was the sad part to me. Um, I will say that I think and we, t- we allude to it um, later on, but. Like, um, but I think a lot of times your experience, especially when you get to a certain age, the experience, your life experience kind of colors your perspective completely. So coming from a man who, who, who been divorced a couple of times and had, had hard times, uh, you, you, you want to see something better for other people and maybe his way wasn't maybe the best way it was it was profitable like i think it was it was marketable it got him it got him a lot of notoriety but i think all he was doing was ultimately just sharing his experience <clears throat> and maybe it was just in the most harsh of terms but i think that's how he delivered it so it, it, i mean it and you know it's not going to be a kevin samuels day i mean i think it is what it is like we are all going to eventually die but um it was just interesting to see the, the blowback um, from the community off of it, though. Is um, the um, is the funeral home director still as big up a part of the community as he used to be? I, I think so. Yeah, that's what it seemed like it would be now because niggas is getting up out of here. Niggas be dying, dying. Yeah, because I, I mean, in Atlanta, I've been to a few funerals when I lived in Atlanta. It was always the same funeral home. <laughs> and even if you even here in Orlando, it'd be like you either go to Mitchell's or you go to the other one. Yeah, there's always somebody one or two places Hostels. that corner the market. There's never, it's never a, a, a open competition. Because touching dead people is scary as fuck. <laughs> but like, from like, it was weird. Like, cause like, if you spend enough time around your grandma, like, you just end up like at the funeral at the funeral parlor or whatever it's called now. What funeral home? Or whatever, like my grandmom used to date the funeral home director, so I used to be in there just like waiting, and they'd be like dead people in there, and I'd be just with the casket be there, and they, I don't even know them. Like that would just be happening while she going there to see her boyfriend. So like I just don't. The dead, it's just like leave them alone, pay, be respectful to the dead, and get the fuck on. Like I don't fuck with crit walking on dead people. Like that's not, that's not cool. I don't, I don't fuck with that shit at all. I didn't fuck with you a little bit. Now, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't like funerals. I mean, I don't really oh. do funerals. But I mean, I've just seen enough of the the inside baseball of like funerals and stuff like that. And 
it's a business. Like, I mean, the funeral director will go from, I'm so sorry, da 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 and then go right back to talking to my grandmama as soon as everybody leaves. And like, all right, well, what we doing tonight? And it's a business, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is, but we always were respectful of dead of the dead people, you know what I'm saying? Because if you've lost enough people in your family or you've lost, you know, you've seen other people have loss, it does something to your spirit to the point where I don't care how much I don't like Kevin Samuels or whatever, that's still somebody's son, somebody brother, somebody cousin or something like that. And I don't need to get on my what does it do for me to get on my social media soapbox? And talk shit about him and crit walk on his grave. Like, what in me needs to do that? And I don't have that in me, and I don't understand why other people do have that in them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know like Saddam Hussein or no shit like that. Like, he ain't killed nobody. But, yeah. I don't think people respect death in general anymore. I mean, life or death anymore as much as they should. I don't know if it's because we, we get constantly exposed to death or what it is, but. There's a finality in it that people need to maybe revisit and maybe it'll change how people are with each other. But, you know, we'll see. Um, but rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. So um, on to something a little more positive. Kendrick Lamar. Now, I've said several times on this podcast and in life um, that Kendrick Lamar is one of my favorite rappers. So I'm, I, I know I'm going to come out of his pretty biased um he leaked well it's not a leak his um he came out with another um part of his um heart series so the heart series has really just been like a, a series i think i feel like it's stream of conscious rap but i mean i guess it depends on how you all look at it from at the art but uh he came out with part five um along with the video um, I think it's really just to whet folks' appetite because his album's supposed to be coming out on Friday, I believe. But, um, yeah, the internet was on fire, man. Like, what'd y'all think about the Heart Part 5? And, if I mean, if y'all listen to it. JJ, you want to get your shit off and give your high praise and stuff first? Nah, I, I was going to get your hate off first, and then I'll, nah, I'm going to come I mean, behind you. I hate. don't hate, I mean, I, I don't hate Kendrick Lamar, but as as anybody knows, I am not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. I think he's a good rapper. I like his music, but it's not like I'm not putting Kendrick Lamar in, Lamar in no top tens or whatever. But so I listened to it, and I was like, I listened to it the first time, and I was like, okay, well, that didn't really, it didn't really move me or whatever. I said, well, let me listen to it again. Let me give it the benefit of the doubt. I gave it three listens, and I was like, it's cool. Um, I don't think it's the greatest thing ever. A lot of people on social media made it seem like it was the hottest shit ever, like fucking molten lava spilling through the fucking crust of the earth. But I listened to it. And I was like, "It's a cool, it's a cool, it's a cool track." The track goes great with the visuals, right? Because when he's changing into the different people, it makes the whatever particular bar make more sense. I did like that part. But when I was listening to what he said, I was like, "It's very much spoken word, Kendrick." And we talked about this before. Kendrick flip flops sometime between rapping and just doing spoken word. And he sounded a lot. It sounded a lot like spoken word in this track, where he wasn't really giving me metaphors. He wasn't really giving me a whole lot of, of rap and cleverness. What he was saying was exactly what the fuck he was saying. You know, what I'm saying about culture and shit like that. And there wasn't any hidden message or anything like that behind most of it. He did give me some metaphors, but most of it was essentially exactly what the fuck he said. And it made sense. It was poignant. It was a good message. 
Was it a great rap? I don't necessarily think it was. I wasn't moved by it. But, you know what I'm saying? I am excited for the new album. I mean, I, I do want to hear some more Kendrick tracks. It is time. Hip-hop does need Kendrick. But I don't think it was anywhere near what people were making it out to be on social media, as in the next great thing. So, <clears throat> oh, did you? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to be quick. Um, it was cool. Uh, I was kind of led to listen to it because of all the banter and chatter on social media. And uh, I'm not intimately familiar with Kendrick or his <clears throat> excuse me, or his work. So it was cool, but I was like, okay, maybe it's just me because I'm not like a huge Kendrick fan. But then some other people was like, eh, it was okay. So that was it for me. Like I, I was trying to be in the in crowd for once. All right, so um, this shit was the best shit ever. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Nigga, god damn! What's wrong with you, niggas? So I was just chilling. Um, Painting. I got. I, I think I got a DM from Mike Lip. Uh, shout out to Mike Lip, and he sent me a DM because he made a post a couple months ago of how J Cole was a better rapper than Kendrick Lamar. Um, he is. I agree with him. Yeah. So both I, I, of y'all don't. I don't. I don't, I don't agree. So y'all should stop listening to music altogether and just. Who, who is a better rapper? J Cole. J Cole is gonna give me. J Cole is gonna give me way more cleverness and metaphors than. Ah, that matters more to you. I mean, to to me, from from a rapper, like part of the lyricism is giving me the metaphors, and it's like. What the fuck does he? What is he talking about Krispy Kremes for? Like, oh, I get it. Like that. That's what I need from a rapper. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Kendrick, you like the punchlines. You like the sport. Right. Kendrick is very much. I mean, I like the. I mean, I'm a Nas fan, so I like layers to what the fuck you're saying. To where I can be like, oh, that's what the fuck you meant. Kendrick is very so, much like spoken word. A lot of times, he gives you metaphors. I'm not saying he doesn't. He does that, but he flip flops between that and spoken word, Kendrick. And sometimes exactly what the fuck he's saying is exactly what the fuck he's saying. And it's just he says it in a provocative way. And it's very much like spoken word and not rapping. So so Nas is more Kendrick than J. Cole. So I'm just going to put that out there. But um, so I got that's fine. I'm Mm. I'm just fucking with y'all niggas who have y'all's horrible opinions. Um, You think Mary J. Blige is better than Mariah Carey, boy? Man, look at that. See, see how we differ. Finish trash, boy. <laughs> Finish here, boy. Clean up. Uh, go home. Yeah, we got to. see better than boys to me. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with you, boys to me. Oh, okay. Trash. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, so so I was I was one of the people who saw the visual um, before the audio, right? So of course, if you see the visual first you're really going to lean into it because now all the words are making sense, right? Um, and again, I'm a Kendrick fan, right? So I'm I'm into and I like spoken word. So I'm I'm into his delivery, the way he raps, just different things of that nature. Um, I get it. I get people who don't like Kendrick. I get uh, some people just say the niggas. It's too loud. It's too noisy when the nigga raps. It's too much shit going on. I get it. But, like, um, 
I'm more of a, a Tupac over Biggie guy just because uh, I'm, I'm going to get it, me being an empath, but I can, I like emotion, right? I like people that write from the heart. Um, so, of course, Biggie's going to have, he's going to flip all types of shit and have better metaphors than a Tupac. Um, but Tupac, to me, evokes a certain um, emotion, whether it's happy, sad, I love my mama, I want to fuck your bitch, I want to shoot up, whatever, whatever. When I hear Tupac, it just feels like it's more emotion in the song. So that's what I got from this, right? That's what I got from um, everything that he was doing in the song, especially in the third verse when he was um, um, basically bringing out the words of Nipsey, right? And, you know, uh, shit, I've, I've had loss in, in my life, like I, I probably all have during this pandemic within the last three years. So just even when he was just talking about to my to my mother, to my brother, I'm in heaven. You know what I'm saying? A nigga, blah, blah, blah. I'm in heaven to my wife. You know what I'm saying? To my people. Like, nigga, learn them lessons, do them investments. Like, just just hearing that to me, and again, I'm, I'm probably in a different headspace than most people. You want people that pass, like you you want to hear from them. And you want to hear from them that like, nigga, I'm straight. Like, nigga, you know, I'm good. Y'all niggas be good down there, but I'm straight. So, you know, it, it took me like on an emotional roller coaster. I mean, you have all the cool nuances that, you know, I've, I've probably dug way deep into the song that than I needed to, but I fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, some shit be intentional, some shit's not intentional, the same way they do with the, you know, the show Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas will be like, oh, yeah, that nigga was on the left side of the screen bouncing up and down because this is the heart, nigga, and your heart is on the left side, nigga. So that nigga was your heartbeat. That's what that nigga was thinking. Maybe or probably not. <laughs> that nigga just liked the way that the shot looked right there. You know what I'm saying? But some shit is intentional. Like the hands uh, of the six people who he, who he were, who he was, who he was, on uh, the artwork were actually the hands of the six people uh, who he morphed into. So all that shit was deep. Um, just different shit. Like when he. When he talked about being bipolar, that's when he morphed into Kanye West. When he talking about um, hurt people, hurt people, which is, you know, he didn't make that up. But just seeing that he morphed into um, fucking, I'm about to call this thing the Fresh Prince, Will Smith. Um, just shit like that, that it's just, if it was intentional, genius. If it's not intentional, it's art enough to where it's still genius because people are, are, are pulling from it, so nigga, I I loved it. I'm um, I'm I'm really excited about this album dropping like Friday the thirteenth, um, and I really think he's gonna change the cult, uh, change the culture, uh, just by just some of the shit that people have been thinking are cool that that aren't cool, and I mean that was the overarching message is that. Nigga, this shit ain't culture, nigga. It's not cool that a part of our culture is like, 
nigga, one nigga get shot, go to jail, then we retaliate, another get shot, go to jail. Just all the bullshit that we just be like, nigga, that's just, you know, that's just how we do, nigga. You kill one of me, I kill two of you. Like, just shit that we have adopted as black culture isn't. A lot of that shit is just fucking um, just bullshit that's been passed down that we've just accepted. And just like the shit that he said, like, nigga, a motherfucker died, we get mad one day, and then we accept what comes next. You know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, it's like, oh, they kill, the police kill somebody, uh, oh, they gonna get off. And we just accept that shit. Like, we we just know. And it's not really, maybe it's acceptance, but I mean, we we just become numb to so much shit that I feel like this album might shine a light on some of the bullshit that we've been that we've been doing um and you know i'm excited it's it's a double disc uh you think that's ambitious huh you think that's ambitious doing a double always always ambitious. i think he has a lot to say though um i think it has to be a double i mean i I, i've been i've been you know posting where it's kendrick for the longest because during the whole I thought he was going to drop during the pandemic when the motherfuckers were storming the Capitol. Like, where is this nigga at? This nigga ain't got shit to say about all this bullshit. Or, apparently, he been on the goddamn beach with his toes in the sand. Um, Argentina. Right. So, I'm I'm excited. I mean, Tupac gave us a classic double disc. Biggie gave us a classic double disc. Um, you know, got my fingers and my toes crossed that. Uh, Kendrick's about to drop oh, uh, do a double disc. We gotta do a greatest of I all mean, time double disc. I mean, disc. No, not double disc, a fucking uh, classic. Huh? We gotta do a greatest of all time double discs. Is Ghetto Dope... Ghetto Dope was a double disc? No, uh, TRU. Yeah, TRU was a double disc. Yeah, I, um, I, I am looking forward to hearing the album. I will say, just one other thought I had. Because I think, because he was doing a dissertation on culture... Much I, I, and I thought he was very plain spoken about it, and I mean to his point, he needed to be because he was trying to very explicitly say, "This is the issue. We need to look ourselves in the mirror." I think that's what, I think that's what people got excited about. A lot of times, what I've noticed, given all the fuck shit that we've dealt with over the past few years, people are kind of just dealing, but no one is really explicitly said like maybe shared their thoughts. At least from like at least artists haven't. Like I know, for for musicians, we look we look to music to kind of speak to what the ills are of the day. And there's been so much bullshit going on that, but we haven't heard an artist really kind of speak to it. It's still about excess and 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 money and 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 fucking and all that shit, selling like all sorts of like and fun shit. Like, but no one is really we haven't heard anyone give us any medicine. Kendrick Lamar gives medicine. Like he he's gonna say this shit that makes people feel uncomfortable, and and deliver it in a way that's very direct. And that's that's why I always appreciate about him as a rapper. So I'm excited about <clears throat> hearing the album. I think it's gonna be more of that. I mean, hell, I mean, even the fact that he sampled Marvin Gaye is a plea to me. Like he's saying, I want you to want me too. Like I want you to take this information I'm giving and accept it, even though it's gonna be uncomfortable. So. I, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what he says. I think you need two albums because it's two albums worth of shit to say. So I'm 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 looking forward to even talking about it on this podcast. I think it's going to be a, a very special album. 
I don't know. Out. I don't know if anybody who's older, anybody. I don't think anybody on this planet who was not alive and Rodney King got his ass whooped. I don't think anybody younger than that mm. is gonna listen to. I mean, we don't listen to albums anymore. Really, we don't consume an an album as a unit. You got albums, or whatever the fuck is on the album. Give me some singles. That's what's at the top of the Spotify list, the title list, or the Apple list, and that's what younger listeners consume. I, mean, I, it's, I think it'll be interesting to see. We will consume an album. I don't think most younger listeners will consume an album, let alone a double album. You think it's because of how the way albums are constructed, though? Because I, I mean, yeah. if I think about the the last album, I've the only album I've really listened to constantly was call me if you get lost as far as albums that came out this past year so call me if you get lost and um both the Nas albums i listen to those consistently an album and I, i'll say this because i started to, i started to collect vinyl and i'm actually collecting cds for things that are not on vinyl an album as we knew it as a unit of music no longer really exists right nobody yeah. listens to an album the only time I listen to an album is if I have a physical album that I will go and listen to. That's why the albums that I like, I try to buy them on CD or buy them on vinyl because I will go back and listen to the entire album. Whereas now I'll listen to an album, I'll do the run through, I'll do the rundown, one minute a song, then I'll go back, listen like two, three minutes on all the songs, pick out the songs I like, put them in a playlist, and go about my fucking business. All right, cool. So speaking of <coughs> niggas that piece together some bullshit, oh, no, let, me, let me not do that. Let me not do that. No, it's, so it's okay, bro. It's all right. It's all right. Not fair. I'm 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 talking about my my opinion on music, and it's not necessarily fair. Like y'all might like Young Thug and them, but um, I don't. So here's here's the thing. So Young Thug, um, his and his group of um, his group YSL, uh, Young Slime Limited. Leaders, Young Slime something is this group. They have been uh, indicted by a Georgia grand jury on 56 counts of violations of RICO laws in the state of Georgia. This has been a uh, tenure case. Records. Was it? Was it called Young Slime? What? Young Stoner Life Records. No, it's slime. Young slime life. That's and what young it is. slime life. Yeah. That's what it is. What else? Was Google away, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, um, so young slime life. Um, the group start. I guess they started the investigation in 2012, and it led to this. So they arrested uh, 26 people, including Young Thug, including uh, Gunna, um, which is one of his artists, um, for RICO um, violations. Uh, they've they cited uh, having uh, for drugs, drug paraphernalia, uh, murders, and robberies among uh, uh, other charges uh, in their 88-page document. So, I guess the next steps for him, they're they're trying to um, focus on the bond hearing and um, getting him a bond. But at this point, that's where they currently stand. Um, Ten years worth of investigation seems seems excessive, but it seems like 
you might have the information you need, but I'm not, you know, obviously I'm, I'm no lawyer, but what are, y- what are y'all thoughts on this young man getting arrested along with these other young men? Oh, it's Kevin Samuels. I do not care. <laughs> I do not give a fuck. I don't know these can, niggas. Can y'all break down what, like, what Rico is and examples? I mean, that's, that's what the people want. Okay, so RICO is an acronym meaning the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. So this started as a federal, a federal law, and it was really the purpose of it was to um, to stop organized crime. They targeted um, the mafia um, and more organized crime syndicates um, at, at, at the federal level. Um, moving forward, there are 33 states that have RICO laws on their books. Georgia happens to be one of them. Um, and what I, and what I was reading about it is Georgia's uh, interpretation of their RICO laws are a bit more liberal. So they, the 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 umbrella of what you could do to get pinched for this is a lot larger. Like because we haven't heard anything about any sort of federal indictment. Is it's only been local. So, I mean, I'd be interested to see how this really works or if it's just some bullshit. But again, it was like a 10 year investigation. So I'm like, how does that how does that suss out? You know, that, yeah. that, that's what that means. I mean, I think a lot of times the feds will let the state go first before federal charges. But I mean, I think mm-hmm. it also depends on what he did. Right. So if everything was contained mm-hmm. within the state of Georgia, but he's going across counties in Georgia, it's a Rico within Georgia. If it went outside of the state of Georgia and it's in Georgia and Florida and New York or wherever the fuck people are, then it becomes federal RICO. But, you know, if if, if, if the state has already dumped the resources into it for 10 years, the feds probably are just going to wait, you know what I'm saying, and not get involved and let the state, you know what I'm saying, get their shit off. But, again, I do not care. Um... <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, I, I don't understand. Like, there are a lot of people that are sad. Like, dog, you, you saw, dog, this shit with Young Thug crazy. Like, they, they buy the, like, these niggas got caught up on something. Like, dog, whatever happened to you, do dirt, you get dirt. What the fuck are y'all doing? Like, nigga, this is the whole chain, right? We just had Will Smith, right? We had Will Smith. We had fucking, there was something that was going on with Will, uh, other than Will Smith. We were talking about black men at that fucking time. There was some shit, there was somebody else that happened with Will Smith. Now we're getting YSL. We got young millionaires that are in Rico shit. There's a nigga in New York who's the Casanova nigga. He just pleaded guilty to Rico fucking charges. Mm. Like, he's a New York rapper named Casanova times two. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? This nigga's being brought up on Rico. What the fuck is it with black men, especially rich black men, and doing dumb shit? And again, to the world, it looks fucking crazy. It's like watching a fucking movie. Like, give these niggas money and they will go and do some dumbass fucking shit. What are you doing trying to kill a nigga in prison twice? What are you, what, what are you doing? And then they say it, that the nigga tried to have somebody shoot up Lil Wayne tour bus. Like, I know that was old news, but my thing about Young Thug is this nigga stays having shady stories tied to him. And I'm sure, like, some of it could, some of it could be folklore, but that shit based off of something. Like, are you just a bad guy for real? Like, his baby mama got killed in a bowling alley a couple, like, a couple of months ago. Like, this shit be around you that be fucked up. Well, does, it's does the he culture, man. About it's like it in the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that's um, 
it's it's multiple issues like everybody now i guess instead of calling themselves whatever kind of like official gangs crips and bloods and that type of stuff it's like oh we're gonna be so and so and so ent everybody's already hip to that shit we already know that's fucking gang then y'all call y'all selves dang (laughs) young thug right young thug Shooter, killer, gunner, little no, no. pistol starter, murder, murder man. You know what I'm saying? All of this stuff, you know. Pistol and then, then you rap about all the dope you sold, all the people you done shot at, all the choppers and silencers, and all this other illegal stuff that you got. And then everybody wants to act surprised on the feds, right? And so I remember. Uh, it was some trial. I don't remember what trial. It might have been a local Jacksonville trial. But um, if you've ever watched a trial or particip- participated in one or whatever, when they bring up expert witnesses, they normally first introduce themselves and then they talk about their background. And then they basically give the reasons for why they should be tendered as and considered an expert. So um, one guy... Uh, he had taken X number of hours of training for a class called Facebook for Law Enforcement. Like, not only are you doing all this stuff, you still could have committed the perfect crime, but now you got to come to social media and talk about it. And the uh, car in the video that you're shooting was the one that killed somebody two weeks ago. You know, like, it's just like <coughs> backwards. Yeah. So you can't really be mad when the heat comes down. <clears throat> somebody was saying, um, they had a cell phone smuggled into the jail or prison or something that the police had already tapped. <laughs> so now it's like a double whammy. It's like, I, I mean, I'm not advocating committing no crime or nothing, but damn, don't be that stupid and sloppy about this dumb shit you're doing, acting like it's all gravy when you're knowing it's not. And then they try to, now it gets my, oh, that was a prop. That was prop drugs. That was prop money. Like, prop shit bullshit. Like, it's 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 ignorant and it's stupid and we're perpetuating all these stereotypes and stuff and then these kids out here believing it's real like in the last week and a half in Jacksonville <coughs> over a hundred shots have been let off they walked up to this one dude at a food truck fired 40 rounds a girl uh, the Saturday before that was killed pumping gas they reported 70 shots have been fired like that's ridiculous and people are out here doing this stuff in large part because this is the stuff they're listening to on the on the music seeing it in these videos and they thinking it's a game and it's really not and it's 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 really dragging us down like we're not moving forward you know nobody's talking about going to college or not even necessarily going to college hell learn a trade do anything don't do none of the above go fucking throw boxes at amazon but do something positive because it's street shit really literally we always heard you end up dead or in jail but that's now more true than ever like you ain't really getting away with shit it's too much technology out here your cell phone is pinging off the fucking gps coordinates from where they found the dead body at like you're caught dude you know what i mean like it's, it's dumb as hell. Then you got to go live and talk about it and everything you did and what you going to do and all that. It's, it's dumb as hell. Stupid. You don't show. You don't mute, show. Oh, my bad. I, I want these niggas to go. I want them to be in prison. Like, I, 
like let's let's get get the momentum start. Let's start the movement. Like these these niggas did that shit in my opinion. Like because everything there's nothing but darkness around y'all. Like you 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 brag on so like the prosecutor said, man, we love how much they use social media to tell tell us their crimes. That's all we do is go on Instagram and wait and wait for a nigga to tell himself. So it's it's a thing, and and hopefully it it starts a movement to kind of quell what's going on. Cause like we talk about Atlanta later. Like I used to live in Atlanta. I used to like when I was when I first went to Atlanta. Like when I was like a a kid, I was like in fourth grade or something. I was like, man, this is this is like heaven. This is like nigga heaven. Atlanta was a beautiful place, and it's become such a fucked up place in terms of the crime the scamminess the bullshit like so something has to something that someone has to be the first mover like something has to change and and if it means all these cats get arrested they all get indicted and they go to prison so be it um because something has to happen like but someone some change has to happen it doesn't change the culture though man because They'll just find somewhere else to scam. Like there, I mean, people go to Atlanta's like, oh man, I'm going to Atlanta because I can, I can fucking scam motherfuckers over there, or I can go to Atlanta and I'm just trying to like get on bitches, right? And which is nothing wrong with that either. I'm trying to go to Atlanta and I'm just trying to like it's cheaper or whatever. I'm just trying to like get my shit off, fucking go work at the Jiffy Lube or whatever. But like, a lot of those attitudes are not like lifting up the city. You know what I'm saying? Like there were a lot of like good middle class, upper middle class. And rich ass black people in Atlanta that were like making the city like, like big as fucking fuck. Like that's where Atlanta started to prosper. But then everybody else saw that that prosperity, and then they started to come to it and like started to drag the city down, man. And it's like it doesn't matter what city is, because you'll always have a city that is ripe for the taking. But we got to change the attitude that I'm about to go and be a scammer. You know what I'm saying? Like you should not feel comfortable coming out of your mouth. Telling your friends, telling w- women or whatever the fuck it is that you're about to go and actively steal from people. Because that's what scamming is. It's stealing. Like, we come from a time where a thief was the most looked down upon person ever. If you, if you stole, you didn't tell nobody you fucking stole unless he was another fucking thief. Now it is perfectly acceptable to say that you are a scammer and you steal from people. Like, that's that's fucked up. Oh, oh, we'll see what happens, man. Like, well, uh, JJ, I think you're on mute. No, nah, he's on a telephone. He's no longer podcasting. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Well, you don't have to take his word for it then. Want to be featured on Asking for a Friend? Shoot us an email at with all due respect with a K at gmail.com. If you're asking for a friend is hot enough, it'll be featured on the show. This week's asking. What the fuck is this shit called? Asking for a friend. All right, this week's asking for a friend. We have welcome to the show. Two, right, nigga. We have two ladies. 
two ladies who are here to give their, um, I guess, perspectives on dating in this era. Uh, we have uh, Lady T, who is between the ages of 35 and 45. That's okay. just, huh, yes, no, right? 35 and 40. Are you good Between your, 35 are you, are you, and 40, okay. You good with your range. Uh, right. Uh, from the South, we'll say that. And yeah. then we have Nicole from 19. the Midwest. Uh, around the same age, between 35 and 45, correct? 19. 40. Don't be trying to age me. Okay, 35 to 40. All right, so I asked them to be on here. It started with uh, Miss Nicole because she went on a rant for about three days straight on how niggas aren't bringing shit to the table no more. They just play games um, to the point where she's like, well, she's maybe done with trying to have like a regular uh, relationship built on love and now it's built on mutual interest. So she was saying that she wanted to... If a guy was bringing something beneficial, then he could fuck and suck whoever he wanted to, as long as she's getting some benefit of it, because they no use to having no regular ass uh, relationship anymore because niggas out here playing games. Is that right? Did I say that right? Yes, that's well, sorta. I mean, it's not that. It's basically yeah. It's just like I my perspective was initially I thought you know you fall in love for love. And now it's kind of flip-flop after talking to some older men um, and about how long it takes for you guys to mature and actually settle down and stop sucking the fucking everything in sight. And what age did those gentlemen say they <laughs> men stop sucking and fucking everything in sight? It's really just to, like, y'all get out of your system. So they didn't state, like, it was any particular age, but most of the, the men that I talked to said that the range was, like, into the 40s like I thought it was like late 30s not in the late 30s it's definitely towards like mid 40s and beyond why are these men sucking and fucking because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they love to do I'm about to say but and what are they, they, sucking? They, they say suck pussy they don't say eat pussy so okay. that's that's true. True. Yeah. Yeah. I take, I take issue with sucking and fucking from a grown but... hold on who says sucking pussy Old, old niggas. Older dudes. Old, uh, old niggas do say that. That's true. Um, Lady T, have you been having the same issue with men and that around your age? No, I don't have a problem with dating. It's more so. Well, one, I'm in South Florida, so I think South Florida is a great place to date people. The problem when it is when it comes to the relationship. So me and Elena differ. Are, mm, mm, me, mm, me and Nicole, mm. me and Nicole differ on that. Um, so I think it's a good place to date and or to be single and not realize you're single. Can you expound on that? Well, um, I think it all depends on who you are. So I like to go out. Um, I go out like one or two times during the work week, as well as the weekend. Um, pretty extroverted. Think I'm, you know, fairly attractive, and I try to take care of myself. So I feel like if you fall into that category, you shouldn't have any issue with dating. 
So the problem is dating and if you're wanting a more serious relationship. And so in South Florida, which is where I live, a lot of people date, but it's hard to find somebody where you can like you want to go to the next step where you're like claiming that you're that you're in a relationship. So I think it's easy to date, but it's also when you're single, you're so busy like living. There's so many things happening down here. So it's easy to get caught up and be like, well, I'm with my, my friends, my family. I'm going on the beach, going on a yacht, going out in the club, you know, so, or going to lounges or happy hours. And so it's easy because you're always meeting people if you go outside the house. So you're not dating with intention. You're just dating the house. No, 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 no. I am. Uh, I would like to say I am now trying to date with intention. And so it's harder are dating with intention to find a suitable person. So I don't, I don't believe in settling. All right. So going back to Nicole, where 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 are you located? Where are you trying to date? I'm in Atlanta. I'm in the land of the singles. Well, that that's a problem right there. That's a red flag. I mean, I don't know. So people like to make that argument about Atlanta and how, you know, there's more men than women here, but that's not that. Too many more women than men. Yeah, more women than men. Sorry. Um, but, you know, what I've found is, like, dating in Atlanta is not an issue. There's no issue with it with regard to the ratio. Because the type of man that is going to date me is not dating a woman who is w- walking around here with her ass hanging out. So when you separate the different types of women that there are, there's a lot fewer women that are in my bucket. But the problem is in Atlanta, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit. And so men, I've come to notice, you know, and as I mentioned, everybody in Atlanta is single. So there's no, like, interest in being in a relationship. Like, I feel like if I was in Detroit or if I was in a smaller metropolitan city, like, I'd probably be in a serious relationship. But because I'm in Atlanta, people are just playing much longer. Like, very few of my friends here, I'd say less than half have kids. If I went to Detroit, for example, all my friends got kids. All my friends are in serious relationships and they all have kids, but it's because of Atlanta, but it's not because of like the number of gay men or the male to female ratio. It's just like everybody here is playing. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking more about, I used to live in Atlanta too. It's the culture. Like it has a, it's, the culture is very specific and it's something that you have to either be fine with or, or move on like I moved away from Atlanta because I knew it wasn't the type of place I, I like I don't want my daughter to be an Atlanta chick I was like it, I, I thought about all that type of stuff I was like whoa, I gotta, whoa, I gotta. whoa 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 don't be no, hating no. on Atlanta chicks hold on go ahead no that, that's like I said this, this is my kid so <laughs> that was that, 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 that was my thought so I was like you know I'm gonna move to Florida it's something I, it's somewhere I'm more comfortable with so I mean I was speaking very very directly about the culture. I have friends that still live there, and Atlanta is a very fast city. Like it's a it's a nightlife city. That shit type of, that type of shit will wear you down. So I mean, that's what I was you know speaking for um, speaking about more specifically. Dude, tired of that shit. Like, and that's like yeah. it's like how long can you do the same fucking thing all the time? Yeah, yeah that's all I'm about to well, say. Like, like, is it the social aspect of it? Because it's always something to do and all of that. So it's like, fuck it, I'd rather just have fun and be tied down potentially at the house. Like, so do you that, think that contributes to it? At what point do y'all get over that? At what point so, do you get tired? 
Mm. So, so I think I think first off, you can't lump all men into that y'all type of situation because there are men that don't want to be a part of that. I don't fuck with Atlanta. I don't like. I don't like Atlanta for that main reason. I fuck with people from Atlanta, but I would never move to Atlanta for that reason. You know what I'm saying? So, if you're looking for that type of person, you're not gonna find them in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? The only motherfuckers you're going to find in Atlanta are the single motherfuckers trying to be on the hoes. It's the same reason why you go to the club and you're like, damn, why do I keep going to the club and I keep getting ain't shit niggas? Because ain't shit niggas go to the fucking club. It's the same. It's the same situation. So if you want a different situation, you need to change your environment a little bit. Ah, but I ain't gonna let y'all do Atlanta niggas like that. No, I, I, I fuck with home. Atlanta niggas. I mean, I fuck with no, people no, no, no. from I'm Atlanta. Saying, but Nick, niggas who live in I know niggas who live in Atlanta that are looking for relationships right now. You know what I'm saying? So people that are attractive that take care of themselves that ain't got kids. No, I only I only fuck with niggas with no teeth and smoke hair on every week. Yes, niggas who who are attractive, I guess, and who take care of themselves. I'm not talking about. She said something about kids niggas. too, though. If old Atlanta existed, I would move to old Atlanta, but I don't think old Atlanta exists no more. Does it, J. Joe? Uh, no, there's no more old Atlanta. Okay. But it's there's called Charlotte. Old. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but so a couple have, points. But other with other men too, right? So they're not in Atlanta. And one, for example, I had a long Facebook post. Because I was talking to talking to an older man who was in his seventies, and he. Said, like his first wife he cheated on he got another woman pregnant um and then even throughout that marriage well he didn't marry the second woman because he ended up divorcing the first wife the second woman he didn't marry but he owned a bar and maybe that was part of the issue but he just like fucking sucked his way through his all of his 40s and it really wasn't until um like that woman died and he became a single father of two kids that he like mature and grow up. But like well, why it takes drastic for you to be like, oh, I had my pussy, you know? Like So that's the thing. It's so it's a saying that I don't uh, subscribe to, but ain't no pussy like new pussy, right? So some niggas say that. Um but that's with a lot of niggas no matter where you go. If you go to Charlotte or Boise fucking Idaho it's going to be a one black man there who's fucking everybody just because he can. It's just the type of guy. I can't just say what your environment has maybe 10% to do with like what you're doing. But like a cheating ass nigga going to cheat. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 if you're in South Florida, if you're in Macon, Georgia, a, a nigga who's not ready to settle is just a nigga who's not ready to settle. I give the environment more credence than 10% though. Because... Huh. Uh, to the point that you uh, you said Idaho, North Dakota, whatever whatever locale you said, it ain't gonna be the strip clubs and the social scene that in Atlanta or South Florida has to offer. So it it gets to be a math problem to a point, but I think that factors in more than ten percent because at a certain point when you find yourself in these certain kinds of environments, a certain amount of stuff is just gonna kind of fall in your lap. Yeah, at a strip club. But I'm saying most niggas don't get on. That was strip club, that dance joke. But no. most niggas don't get on chicks at the strip club. That's the thing. Like most I'm talking about these brunches, I'm brunches and clubs and hookah bars. It's not a bad thing though. So it depends on what who you ask. I mean, but it's the married men in my that I met on a dating app. 
it's also what else? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back. Hold on, go back. So, are both y'all on the apps? Yeah, but I do better in person just because I feel like I don't like to do better in person. But have y'all had any success on the apps? No, most of my people I've dated long term are and people I meet in person. I think the apps are good because. Um, you meet people in your age group that you wouldn't normally meet. So I think I look younger than my age. So when I go out, I meet a lot of younger guys, though. So, but then it's like, I don't want to date younger guys. But that's who I am exposed to. Or, you know, really older guys that like to go out. So it just depends. I feel like sometimes when you're dating people on apps, it's people you probably wouldn't normally engage in. So I think I have not had the best experience because then it's like, people completely different like they'd be like mad boring have like it jobs or some shit they don't be going out so that's, I think it's that's different. That's, but but that's, you but you're pro app but are you but you're pro apps I'm right pro app. i'm okay. pro app i think it's a good thing but i just haven't had the good experience and most of my experience has been meeting people through friends or just by being out you do look what, 18 what, what's your issue with uh Guys, they have IT jobs. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for three niggas on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> working right. IT. Nothing. Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to back in and. I'm now you're trying to back in. What about what right. about you? That's when you got to turn the radio down. What about you? Nothing uh, is with IT oh, guys. I just feel like I've dated a couple of IT guys that I met. No, one IT guy in particular that I met on an app, and he was like so. He was so fine, tall, nice. And but he was boring as fuck. Like it was like, let's go watch TV at my place. Like nigga, no. Like who wants TV to watch is so TV? good though. Is it really? Awesome. <laughs> Says the IT guy. I work, yeah, I'm about to say I work in IT and I don't watch TV, but yeah, okay. I get it. Um, but no, so and just to backtrack real quick, you said strip clubs are not bad. I agree with that. I'm just saying you put yourself in certain situations, like in a situation where you're drinking or potentially partaking in some kind of drugs or something, your inhibitions are going to be lowered and, you know, things happen. Like, you have to know your limits. And I feel like you should not be making excuses. If you know that you can't handle your liquor, that you can't fucking handle drugs, then why the fuck are you out? I don't believe that you should ever put yourself in a predicament where you can, like, lose control, right? So I know my limits. And so, or I feel like you should bring somebody around. You should, people want to date people that they're not equally yoked to. So if I like to go out, I shouldn't be dating no homebody. You know Absolutely. what I mean? I agree. If you're a homebody, you should date another homebody or somebody that's going to be, that you're not going to get mad because they're trying to live their life and enjoy themselves. So that's my thing. So have you found yourself in or... Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah. You were in my car thing and now I can't hear y'all. There's not a, a whole a lot moment. of there's not I a whole lot of heterosexual heterosexual men that like to go out and not get on the hose. There's not a lot of those. Just from a and, man's and standpoint. I mean, I wasn't even really <laughs> speaking to that, but you've either been in a situation or you've heard of a situation where the next morning somebody might hit you up or it's a random number in your phone. Like, damn, who is that? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just faded. Not like you can't necessarily control yourself or whatever, but you might forget. Or two or three days later, you get this random ad on a um, 
on a online platform, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Like, damn, who is this person? They look kind of familiar. Oh, that's the old girl from the club or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't have. It's never like, oh, that's the old girl from work or old girl from church. It's normally like a social setting. Yeah, it's always bad. Right. Well, it's, ne- it's never good for business. Let's put it like that. Never good for well, business. I feel like, I mean, you have to control yourself. Like, I feel like don't put yourself in a situation that's going to mess yourself up in your situation. It's all about respect and it's yeah. all about control. And I think relationships, it's a choice. You can make a choice to not get fucked up or if somebody does hit you up because, you know, it goes down to the DM, just don't respond. Yeah, like, and I'm, don't I'm engage. sorry. Yeah, I wasn't speaking to being in a relationship doing those things. I was just saying doing those things in general and how the social scene or atmosphere can lend itself to you uh, kind of just being more socially active like um i probably you know because at church i see this beautiful young lady across the way probably not gonna highlight her but if i'm at the club had a couple of drinks i'm feeling festive you might two-step your way on over and say hey what's up and introduce yourself or what have you that's why i was because it came from the point that jj was making earlier about your environment only has 10 percent to do with it and i think that's a little bit a higher number I, yeah yeah so i agree go ahead Y'all you know what I'm saying? I can't remember the last time a man has like walked up to me and approached me. Like I met a guy last weekend, but it was because I bumped into him on some high shit when I was walking. Um, but like, like was, literally bumped into him, like you was high and you ran into the nigga's heels. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going, so I was like looking around and I kind of like swayed, so I like cut him off. <laughs> and so I like I like kind of clipped him, but he was all right. I have a question though. For, for I want to get to the beginning of what like sparked that post that we were talking about in the beginning. What happened? Um, it was me talking to that a seven-year-old man, you know, about about fidelity and women. And then I post on Facebook. Another guy mentioned like men don't really settle down until they like, you know, women until they made a lot of money and until they a lot of stuff like it's really he's basically just drilled it down like y'all basically don't see a value in us and either you're trying to put your dick in something or until your health starts family to the point that you realize like I'm young forever I'm gonna need somebody to take care of me type of shit and I was <laughs> bullshit like, but, but why why would you take that to heart like yeah. I, cause I could, sure, I could I'm no servant what the fuck you mean like I when you're at your worst, when you're in the decline, like what's no, 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 no. I'm saying, why would you take that to heart? What he said, like, yeah, was, like that's not that's his opinion. I differ. But I think it's a lot of good niggas out here. Huh? The post agreed with it as well. Like, I got a homeboy that'd be like, I only cheat when I go on vacation. Like, what the fuck do you mean you only cheat <laughs> on vacation? You from the Midwest? As though he was proud of it. You know how I many niggas like that I pass up on on a daily basis? You know what I'm saying? Like you acting like you gonna have a hard time being loyal to me, like nigga, I pass up on way more girls and boys than you ever will. You have a hard time being loyal to me. Like make it make sense. It doesn't make any sense. So it's like if that's what y'all want. If you gonna fucking suck, then just don't mislead me. Like you know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of women. 
You never know what stage a woman is in. She might be on the same shit that you on, but to mislead a woman, act like you really ready and you done with that that lifestyle, don't do that shit. Like that shit is super foul. So you don't think you can find any niggas out here who are done with that lifestyle? Because I mean, yes, you have both. You have niggas who it switched for me. Whereas I thought the men that were cheating were the minority. It switched now. Because of experience that I have with my male friends and talking to older men. Like, I don't have, I have maybe two male friends that are faithful. All the other ones are cheating. I don't have any good examples when I look around the men that I know of marriages or relationships I want. And you all are supposed to be the leaders. Mm. We So, first of all, Lady T... Nobody can hear what you're saying because you have muted yourself. Yeah, you are. You are. And you, you going off. <laughs> whatever, whatever you're saying, you felt it from the heart. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. I was sorry. Um, Nicole, I think that you have to look at your male friends and <laughs> you got shitty like ass male friends. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of male friends that I know are ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like there, I hang out with them. I see what they be doing. But I feel like they're not, I don't ever look to them as being like, they are reflective of men. And I also don't have a negative, like, perception of dating men. And I feel like, you know, I want you to get rid of that negative perception you have. So I feel like, you know. Like, all my experiences have been bad. It has. But but I don't think that that's always going to be the case. Because I don't think it's always the case. I know, but and I hear then, you and know. And we talked about that. We talked about that. That how to frame that shit, but if experience after experience and experience leaves you depleted, it really makes you stop and pause and say, like, what's the fuck? Of- <clears throat> that's so and that's had- true. That's true, and that's absolutely fair to do that because I found myself in that spot, and some people are like, oh well, that's not fair to me, and this and that, and this and that. But goddamn, if you done flipped the coin seventy five times and it came up heads seventy three, what you think? I mean. What, what is the good money going behind? I mean, you know what I mean? So I, that's fair. Or now, like more than like the average effort, because literally like it's like this shit's so predictable. I think I think the thing is about so special, like you don't feel special whatsoever. You just want a number. But I, so I don't think there's I don't think you're wrong with your thoughts, but I do have a few thoughts on the messenger. So the dude gave you that message was an older man depending on how you live your life you might be full of regret at 70 you know what I'm saying might be a negative nigga at that point because you made a lot of mistakes and shit just didn't work out so I would take that into account like who the messenger is and who in his point of view sound like yeah well I made a lot of mistakes in his life and maybe he's learning from it or he's yeah he's full of regret but that type of negativity has obviously had an impact on you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's, that's okay. Like, those multiple older men, but it's like you know, none of them. All of them are in their like fifties. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it wasn't just one man. And these are kind of like pieces and breadcrumbs I've been picking up over like the last four or five months. But it wasn't until I spoke with him that it kind of just pulled it all together for him. So real quick, so niggas in their 50s and their 70s were also living a whole different type of life, right? So niggas in his 70s and 60s and 50s, 
wasn't nobody granddaddy faithful. Wasn't nobody, you know what I'm saying? They didn't have cell phones. So baby, I'm going to grab some milk. He was going to check on his whole other ass family. So you didn't have checks and balances. And I don't think that men back then, because of whatever, patriarchy, whatever, they didn't look at women as like equals. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, what are they, you know, I'm just, she at the house, I'm paying for this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I get to do what the fuck I want to do because I'm the man, right? I don't think that men, you do have some men now, nowadays, nowadays who might have a little bit of that in them, but I think that a lot of men that I know, like, they don't feel that same, like, you know, she has to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, and I'm not even talking I, gender roles. I'm just talking about, like, as far as as a partner. Go ahead. What you saying? I said it's not that we're devalued. Like, like you know, men talk about that independent woman right now, but that they, they fail to, like, recognize the root is was mistreatment. The reason why women raise their daughters and their other kid and their sons to be independent is so that nobody could treat them badly. Who the fuck don't want to sit at home and not work but just clean and cook? I would sign up for that shit. I mean, I would need something to stimulate my mind, but I'm cool with a fucking part-time job. Trust and believe, there would be no problems. The house will be clean, food will be cooked, no problems. You know what I'm saying? So let me. So started working like this and shit now because we were mistreated. So let me. So you don't have a problem getting niggas, right? Yes or no? No. Okay. I just want the people out there to know that you're not speaking from uh from people from, be from, quick. from a from a ugly from a ugly duckling standpoint. Yeah, because people would be right? quick. People be quick to discount like, oh, that's a pick me, that's a pick me. You know what I'm saying? That's not the case. No, no, you you. You are very successful when it comes to niggas trying to holler at you, right? Your, your DMs are, are fully loaded. My friends say I'm a I'm a nigga. <laughs> well, you are from the Midwest, so that's half the battle there. Uh, as you smoke all your reefer on uh, on the on the camera, it's all right. Um, but I think it's just with you. I think it might just be like you just ain't found the right one, and I don't know if it's how you pick your niggas, because you are definitely a, a picky broad, right? Huh? Yep. How long the nigga <laughs> dick gotta be for him to be with you? What Short dick nigga start at what, at what size? Huh? Seven or above. Seven or above, right? So yeah. no six and a half dick niggas. I ain't really trying to do it. I ain't really trying to do it. <laughs> Alright, how tall the nigga gotta be? I would say like a minimum of like maybe five Nine five ten. And how tall are you? I mean, I'm five five. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to Kevin Samuels you here. But I'm just saying, maybe if you like did like (laughs) rest in peace. Maybe if you did a nigga that was five five eight and a half, and maybe six inches in the dick. I'm saying he might. Because I'm saying you. They both made the same face. (laughs) No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. So, are you looking for? Are, are you looking for a good nigga or the best nigga? That's the thing. Like, once you get the best nigga for you, the best nigga for you. That's what we're looking for. I want me and a man. I want a good-looking man that's be different. This shit. I want. I want me and a man. That's what I want. Okay. Hey, Elena. 
N- Nicole, you want to have? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm a so trash. I apologize. But Nicole, we talked about this. You want somebody that's going to look good, that's going to match your ambition, that's not going to be holding you back, that's going to be um, emotionally invested and know his feelings, and you know, and be able to take care of you and help. And, and living in Atlanta. Of safety. And living in Atlanta. God damn. You know that's a lot, right? Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a that's a list. So it's like and it's cool. And 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 we don't want people with big stomachs. <laughs> and then the nigga teeth gotta be straight. Yes. So that, that I decided I to open up my I'm opening up my my area. I told my homegirl to start dating fat niggas and she about to get married and she was like man <laughs> chef you was right my nigga like fat when, you, when that fat nigga when that fat nigga um, came in my life I, I didn't know but no, boy, got, yeah, all got, the joy in my life I got some homegirls that love fat niggas but more power to them but fat I, niggas is pretty lovable I, what, what constitutes fat like is this, what, need what constitutes aid. fat I need visual I need the visual because y'all don't have enough body parts. Okay, y'all got one body part. So, you know, you just, you know, women, we got ass and titties to balance us out. I feel like you have to be balanced. Like, you can't have no chicken legs and like a thick ass torso. You have to be proportionally balanced. You know what I mean? Don't let me squash you. You know what I mean? Because I work out. I will pick a nigga up and, you know, like, can't, can't be having chicken legs. Okay. So that's all I'm trying to say. We like party. What party's doing with Meg? We say niggas. We say niggas. We say niggas have one body part. What's the one body part? Oh yeah, I got his dick. What you mean? Niggas have chest, arms, abs. Trying to balance out your waist. Basically, like yeah, like a woman can kind of get away with a couple extra pounds because she could hide it in her ass and titties. Mm. Yes, I'm saying. Mm. You just got a belly and dick. Like, are you for real? It's more so if your belly touches me before my chest touches you, it's a problem. Okay, look, fucking body. Look, you like you like what you like. This is the thing, but no, no, that's true. But I'm, and the thing is this. Because to me, it's like, why should we have to settle? Like, if you are over the age of thirty-five and you look good, you take care of yourself. Why wouldn't you want to have somebody that is equally yoked to you? You know what I mean? You're right. And, that, I, and that, I agree. That's all that you can expect. And to me, like me and Nicole, we don't have a problem with that. It's like, you know, that's the superficial things. That's like what gets you in the door. But I feel like you have to be more than just the superficial. You know, whatever that looks like for you, right? But for yeah. me, I want to I wanna look good naked. So I want to walk around. And keep myself together. Like right now, I know I need to get these five pounds off before this summer. And these five pounds about to come off, baby. Because I'm be out here hot. It's about to be hot girl summer. You know, 2020, the world has come back. And then about to be lit. So here's the problem. You're a lit ass letter with all these. Right. Here's the thing, though. I feel like y'all don't really have a problem. I can't can't sense a, a problem. It sounds like it's more about like okay. We don't. We never said we had a problem. Yeah, cause I yeah, cause I thought maybe it was like a dating thing, but 
and niggas ain't. But it, I think it's more like it's just, just live your life. Yeah, we good. Uh, well, Lady T saying that. Uh, but I think even for saying. Nicole though, even for Nicole, like I mean, both right. of them are are yeah. very um, light skinned and confident. Like I feel like. God damn. <laughs> You know here, you go, here you go. I got a tan. I got a tan. Right, you, yes. <laughs> you are the browner you. of the two. You, you are you are browner, but I, but I'm just saying like y'all 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 gonna be fine, and it's like it's just a matter of time. Like it's a, like I think it's a matter of okay, you're you're both single. You, you have good careers. Just live your life, and and shit is gonna happen organically. Speaking into y'all's lives right now. I agree. I take it. And I that's just how I live my life. I, I agree. Yeah. Want to have sex. That's all. So that's why I'm in Oh, so you're fine. You'll be fine anyway. I just go outside. Good sex. Good sex. Listen, but that's the problem. Sex. Y'all are talking. I talked about I talked about women privilege anyway. Like when women say, I don't have nobody to fuck. That's not true. You could that's send out true. a uh, a uh your Instagram IG story, right? I'd be like, I just want my pussy ate. Guess how many niggas gonna be like, all right, send that, drop the pen or whatever. A nigga can't put in an IG like, uh, nigga just want to kick up. <laughs> oh hey, I just had a, guess what? I just had a conversation. I had a conversation with my homegirl about that the other day. I was like, if I uh, put a bad signal out to 10 people right now, I might get 10 no's. You won't even get the 10 no. She was like, yeah, you're right. I might get the two. And that's by choice. Like I could really go to two first and never get the two. And I'm like, exactly. Case in point. So but that's, I that's think it, again, just, you want to have want. good sex. Good right. sex. Right. From like, a nigga you know, you, you'll get you'll sick. get rid of a nigga if he has trash sex or if his right. dick is too small. You also right. need to fuck with young niggas too. You know what? A couple of my homegirls is fucked with some young niggas. I met the one I almost like bumped into. Or did bump into sorta. Of. He's like thirty four. But I've been having a lot of like twenty eight year olds coming up to me. This one little boy was 30, 24. I was like, they feel No, but that's, that might that might work for y'all because y'all could like I mean, y'all could probably tell a young nigga what to do. Like an old nigga. I don't though. want I don't wanna tell a guy what to do. Are I you sure? Want, I'm tired. <coughs> okay. Don't do me. Don't do me, Chef. I'm oh, just saying no, like might work. I don't, I don't, I don't, want, to, <laughs> I don't want somebody to box around. Right. That's I, not I, cool. All day long. Like, I want to, when I clock out, like, I want to be able to relax and don't have to yeah. worry about no shit. I want somebody who can handle shit. And I just play my part, he play his part, and we do our thing. So, let me ask you, Nicole, have you never been in, like, a, a, a good, positive relationship? I mean, they were positive at points, but at the end of the day, um, when I walked away from all of them, I never felt like there was a contribution, a tangible contribution to my life by being involved with them. Like every single boyfriend I've had, my ex-husband, you know, I've gotten their finances together. I've taught them how to budget. They've increased their credit score. They had like, you know, like my son's father had like six figures in his savings account. Like he had all types of stuff going on when we met and I cleaned up all that shit. And what I'm just saying is... How do you say he had six figures and you cleaned it up? He was a drug dealer? What you mean? You no, laundered it? Play oh. poker. You play poker. <laughs> um, but he, from the to... he from the Midwest? Yeah. He was in BMF? No. <laughs> Lightweight? <laughs> no, he's a professional poker player. But um, 
you know, I just got him all the way together, like thinking different about managing money, whatever, whatever. I just think when we broke up, had like a 760 credit score. I was like, get the fuck out of my face. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's just, I've not been in a situation where, I, you know, I've been watering, but I haven't been watered. And, you know, I talked to my therapist about that. And he said, I'd be dating down. So I'm like, where the fuck is the up then? Where's you the do. Up? You where do. You do. You do. You do. Listen, we're going to go to Ghana. And we're going to go. Oh, Lord, I'll get a scammer. Oh, no. No, don't, listen, don't disrespect to my Africans. Listen, yeah, no, we're going, we going <laughs> international. Okay, boo, we, we got this. We, we good. Okay. Anyway, so. Um, real quick, when y'all are on the dating apps, like what age range um, do y'all do? Let me see. I'm gonna tell y'all what I'm on. Can you hear me? Yeah, we I can hear you. Thirty-four to forty-three for me. Oh shit, mine is uh, damn. What 30, maybe thirty-three to forty-three. Mine is twenty-eight to thirty-eight right now. That's your problem. Oh, no, you ain't no, no, you ain't no, even no. y'all ain't even tapping to the forty old nigga market. Forty three? I had it on a different setting, so let me tell you. Just cause you look like you eighteen, nigga, we know how old you are in real life. Um <laughs> No, I'm just saying just just some advice, some advice. If 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 I were y'all, I would go to like forty six. Just look at that frown. Uh, no, 40, 46, 48. Yeah. Oh, they have, 48. Do they have saggy balls? I don't. I don't. I remember, I dated. I dated a guy when I was in twenties. He had saggy balls. It was not attractive. Sag, saggy balls has. Oh, it has something to do with age, but not all. Not all old niggas. Cause never mind. But there's older cats who who look young and they take care of themselves. I mean, we still. That is true. Especially in Florida. That is true. That is true. That is true. I will say this. Um, sometimes I feel like, like I think my husband's probably gonna be younger than me, just because I feel like sometimes with older men, like especially if they got money and shit, they think they're the prize, and you're like, nah, nigga, I'm the prize. They be driving in South Florida, they be driving Maseratis, these Range Rovers, and they feel like I got a nice job, I got a nice car, I look good. You should want me, and but it's like you have no personality. You're still boring. Like, you have money, but I have my own money. Like, that is not going to easily sway me. You have to come better and more correct for somebody like myself and, and Nicole. And your and your balls can't be saggy. Boy, y'all got a list. <laughs> like, how, how saggy are, are, were the balls for you to be so... Nigga was sitting oh, on them. I was them. scared. It was the first time I had they, a saggy ball. I was like 28 they, or 29. Were they... He was 17 years older than me, so it was almost 50. So I think that was a little bit too old at that time in my life. Uh, how did you? Uh, not like how did you see the balls, but like were the were the balls disproportionate? <laughs> like were they, <laughs> were they were they big and long balls, or were they just? That's what I'm saying. Like he, he was a grower, so you know. But it was still like. Startling, so I never knew that ball sag. I was again twenty eight or twenty nine. Did he did he draw down on you? Like did he like did you did you know his dick and balls was coming out, or did you just turn around and it was out and he was like, oh shit, I guess I I can't remember, but maybe flip. he did draw down. So but that, I was just like, that, oh, that Ruth, that Ruth Chris, what's going on? <laughs> what's like, happening? What are we doing? <laughs> 
I was. I was like, what are we doing? Like, what's going on? Wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm not ready. I wasn't ready. Nicole, Nicole <laughs> how you feel about long balls? I don't want nothing to do with them. I do uh, my kegels, you do your shit. I don't know if they have ball. Uh, no, they have man kegels, but it's not for the balls. All right. Um, I guess we we didn't get to anything. I don't think we reached. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good banter, I guess. Uh, okay, hold on. So basically, if you know somebody that got nice teeth, that got no kids. I'm gonna holler at me. Lady T, I got a, I, you know one of my homeboys. Oh. Yeah. I ain't gonna say it here. Better not be. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. It don't matter. I got two mm-hmm. homeboys can't, right. Three can't, homeboys. Can't, can't be in Tennessee. Okay, there we go. <laughs> strikes them three niggas <laughs> out. Um. But, well, hold on. Just you know, one. Just one person. Just one person. Who else you no, talking no. about? I gotta talk to you on the side. Uh, I got a boy in Atlanta too, um, Nicole. Because you know I'll be going home. Um, yeah, that's it. I, he a musician. You ain't supposed to tell everybody where you're from. This is supposed to be like he a professional musician. He he um he good people. He got good money, and um he like he he really likes light skinned girls. And I want him to stop fucking with the girl he, he with. So, so oh, he gonna pull some hate. Right. No, nah, she's she's an awful person, man. And I care about this nigga, man. You seen that dirty, nigga prank? Dirty Mac, Dirty Mac facilitation. That's not Dirty that. Mac facilitation. How's that Dirty Mac? Like, it my, is. My... You, you don't know because you from the Midwest. Niggas don't realize where the Dirty Mac line <laughs> no, starts. I, it's, I think it's, I don't. I don't. Fair. Um, but he, that's my boy, and I think I think you you'd like him. Is All he, right. Is he funny? Is he funny? He's hilarious. Like, okay. like not everybody, like not everybody makes me laugh, but my nigga make me laugh. That nigga not funny. you the gatekeeper, <laughs> right? Like that nigga. Not everybody, I mean, this not nigga everybody make me laugh. laugh. Boy, that nigga. Ooh, if, that, if a motherfucker make me laugh, that nigga funny man. Like that nigga, and um, yeah, he's a he's a professional musician, good solid nigga. You know, good people. Yeah, he live in he live in Atlanta. Introduce me then, because uh, I tried to date a dude that wasn't funny. It worked like I realize like that was like a must. No, nah, being funny is, is a good thing. You got a little bit of a belly though. So I want you to get over that. I, I, I want you to change. Belly. I just can't be like where you don't give a fuck about yourself. Like I No, he care he cares about himself. Like I eat good too, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes I look up and I'm like, oh shit, my jeans getting tight. Time to pull up. You know what I'm saying? So just manage yourself accordingly. Right. <laughs> no, I think two, I think two, that's two more fair. two more questions we're gonna let y'all go. Um how uh, did y'all feel, or do you feel about Kevin Samuels? I'm sorry he died. Um, I didn't feel like he, I actually felt like he hated black women. I think he was gay, um, but you know he's entitled to his opinion. I definitely don't agree with his views because you know ethically, you know he believed in belittling people based on their income, and I don't agree with that. And I don't think. That's the right way to, um, you know what I'm saying, kind of gauge who somebody is. Like, his advice was horrible, but you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. So, it is what it is. Sorry, passed at a young age. Yeah, it was sad. Um, I think for me, I'll be short. Um, I think it's sad that he died, but I don't really care. Um, I think he did hate black women, but I think it was also, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I think that, um, he did belittle a lot of people, and I think he preyed on people 
that have low self-esteem, men and women. And I think that's not right. And I think it's karma. Like, you have to live how you want to be remembered. And he made a lot of people feel bad, so you can't really... It's just like, you know, sucks. But, hey, you lived in an apartment at 50-something years old. You know, you weren't dating a high-value woman because you dated somebody. You know, it's just like... I just felt like he probably was very sad and miserable and, you know, sucked for him. Yeah, he did. He did well from a standpoint. All right. And not last. Oh, last but not least, because we're going to do like a six month checkup on y'all, too, and see how how the how the summer did y'all. Um, so we ask all our all our guests, uh, man and and women, their top three porn categories and go. <laughs> I don't watch porn. I don't watch porn. Oh, Sorry. all right, all right. Everybody, hang up. <laughs> Neither one of y'all watch porn. No. Do either one of y'all own the rose? No. Get one. It's on back order. Huh? Back order. Um. Okay. What about you, uh, Nicole? No, I just have regular vibrator. Any any vibrator you would recommend for the ladies who are listening? I don't know the name Ten. of it. It's on Amazon. It's black. Seven mm-hmm. inches or longer. <laughs> That's no. a dildo. A vibrator you go outside. Mm-hmm. Most women have oh. clitoral stimulation orga- yeah. orgasms, not really from penetration, which is what men fail to realize. Yes, that part, sis. A lot of men don't even know what a clitoris is. They cannot a find clitoris. it. clitoris. <laughs> We don't either. Are you a Taurus? <laughs> what are y'all's two sides before y'all go? Capricorn. Capricorn and Cancer. Oh, that's why you extra sensitive and sad and crowd time. <laughs> sensitive. That's why. Whoa, it's me, huh? You said. All right. Well, we show we show appreciate y'all coming Ooh. coming through. So it's May, June, July, <laughs> August, September, October. We're gonna hit y'all up in November around uh, Thanksgiving to see how. Maybe okay. I by then. Maybe you have a who? A man to do some nasty stuff too by then. Okay. What's the, your favorite nasty thing to do to men or have a man do to you before we, since you brought it up? <laughs> I can tell my boy for the report. <laughs> Mine has to do with teeth, obviously, which is why I have such a fascination with them. You, like, lick, n- you like to lick niggas' teeth? I didn't say that. I just said. What else do you teeth. do with teeth? <laughs> There's a lot of things. Well, just give us one. Yeah. Teeth. Yeah, you make all these things get to miss a line. God damn. <laughs> what about you, uh, Nicole? What What's something maybe out of the box since y'all don't watch porn that you might like? I like a little choking. Hand or? What else would you use? Your <laughs> that, that nine inch dick? What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but she's saying choking in her neck. Well, everybody else. Uh, oh, I'm just for the people listed. We're not video recording this for the people. And then she said, "What else could you choke me with?" That's the problem. <laughs> All right. You like All a little right. bit of little choking? Good for you. I think everybody deserves a little bit of choking. All right. <laughs> 
Y'all be blessed. Appreciate y'all. Right. Oh, no, no, no. So, hold on, hold on. So, everybody everybody comes on. We always give them a chance to sell sell their sell their wares. I always get that fucked up. So, if y'all have a book coming out, if y'all have uh, a business you want to plug, your cousin's business, your sister's business, you do braids. I know Nicole does. Come on. Nicole do braids? No, she don't do braids. She got a business. She tried to oh. help. I'll talk, I'll talk about it behind another session. Oh, because then they might link the two. Oh, I see. Look at you. You small. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, have a good evening. We about to do it. All right. Bye. All right. Peace. Thanks. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now for the with all due respects. With all due respect, um, starting from like, you know, the beginning where I was talking about, you know, my conversation with my boss about how I how I speak. And then even going into the conversation about Kevin Samuels, going into our conversation about Kendrick Lamar, a lot of that was about like self-realization and and, and the ability to critique ourselves and, and take criticism and take feedback. I think that's important. Um, the only way that we really get better as people is to have the ability to accept our weaknesses and try to find ways to become stronger. So I, I, I encourage that. I think we all need to encourage ourselves to look at ourselves in the mirror, um, get feedback from the, those around us to make us better. Iron sharpens iron. And living in an echo chamber, which is really how a lot of our society is now, where we feel comfortable hearing the same thing every day and getting weaker and weaker is kind of the norm. It's, it's made us weaker mentally. We can't really take a lot of shit and it breaks us easily. Um, and it's not doing us any favors. The, the way that you build muscle is you rip that muscle apart and let it heal. And then you become stronger. And a lot of that, has, you have to apply that same logic to how you become a stronger person mentally, um, how become, you become more talented and more capable. So be mindful of that. Be open to criticism. Be open to being ripped apart a little bit in order to make yourself stronger, with all due respect. With all due respect, um, emotion and logic cannot coexist. Uh, one is going to overrule and it's normally going to be the emotion. When you're being uber emotional, you cannot think logically and logic should always rule the day. Like a lot of times um, sometimes you'll present uh, an idea or a fact even to someone and it's like, oh well I'm sorry you feel that way or uh, you know, you're in your feelings, whatever, whatever. You have to operate in a from a place of logic at all times so when you're dealing with sensitive topics you know sometimes maybe just take a step back or what have you
but you always have to lead with logic. It, you can't like emote your way into some logic. It doesn't work that way. So just remember, logic and emotion cannot coexist with all due respect. With all due respect, there are entirely too many perfectionists on the internet and on social media. Um, this is specifically pointed at people who have uh, particular issues with perfect grammar and perfect algebra and geometry on social media, right? Like, everybody's a fucking perfectionist. Like, oh, I can't live life because this motherfucker can't get Roy G. Biv and PIMDAS and all of this type of shit. So, there are too many perfectionists for y'all to be so imperfect, Right? Like, a person who demands perfect grammar can't have tires with no hair on them and they ride no meat skins and they're about to take out two fucking cars to their left, right? You, 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 you can't have, you can't demand perfect grammar and that's how you live your life. If your oil light is on right now or your check engine light is on right now, like, you are in no position to comment on how somebody does their fucking algebra, Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, if the lint that's in your dryer well, you know what I'm saying, is like a couple of dries away from lighting the entire block on fucking fire, you have no place telling somebody on the internet how to fucking do grammar, algebra, uh, what to fucking say, how to fucking speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's way too much fucking perfection. And I see y'all in everyday life. And I see the way you go about your fucking business. You need a man that's perfect. You need a woman that's fucking perfect. But then you look at your fucking life and it's like you can't demand perfect on one side and be imperfect on the other side. We need to all accept that we are all imperfect people, right? Nobody gives a fuck about grammar. Nobody gives a fuck about algebra. Nobody gives a fuck about these little things that irk you so fucking bad that don't even matter in fucking life, right? Like the little shit like, oh, I hate it when we go down to a restaurant and... Uh, three people are fucking using their credit card and th th three people are using cash and I just do this. Look, man, nobody gives a fuck. As long as the fucking meal is paid for, we can get the fuck out of here, everything's gonna be okay. We can't have all these fucking sensibilities. Especially if your life is fucking trash. You might not even have a fucking car. You know what I'm saying? But that's the way we need to look at it. Let's stop getting on each other. Let's stop being so such fucking perfectionists because none of us are perfect people, with all due respect.